You're listening to Project Red Cord Chronicles, a podcast of the Renee Jones Empowerment Center. On a groundbreaking 12th podcast, Renee puts on her fancy shoes and rolls out the red carpet to welcome her first international guest. Renee sits down with Maxwell Mattaware, a national project officer for the UN Office on Drugs and Crime and a law and crime prevention expert in Malawi. Maxwell explores the geography and culture of the region and explains how the extreme poverty and unemployment in Malawi make it a source country for human trafficking. Maxwell explains how these factors were the catalyst for him to found Eye of the Child, an organization dedicated to the advocacy and protection of children in Malawi. Afterward, Renee and Maxwell discuss Malawi's commitment to join RJEC's global initiative in the fight against human trafficking. So it looks like it's time to break out the good dishes and linen napkins, because direct from the Empowerment Center studio in Cleveland, Ohio, here's your host, Renee Jones. Welcome to another episode of Project Rare Core Chronicles. I'd like to thank all the listeners who tuned in to our 11th episode and learned about the RJEC Medical Clinic, receiving funding to expand our services. We hope you enjoyed that episode, and we're so grateful for all our listeners and would like to remind you to like and subscribe to the Project Rare Core Chronicles podcast. Feel free to comment and share it with all your family and friends. Today, RJEC's Global Initiative is proud to welcome Maxwell Mattawir, a Malawian crime prevention expert with the UN Office on Drugs and Crime. He has been active in the anti-human trafficking field for more than two decades. Today, he trains officials throughout Malawi to prevent and combat this crime. Maxwell is also a proponent of trafficking survivors and their families, personally engaging with many of them to understand their needs and ensuring that each survivor he encounters is able to connect and receive the necessary services. I would like to welcome Maxwell to this episode of Project Rare Core Chronicles. Welcome, Maxwell. Thank you so much. I'm so delighted to be here today. We're so happy to have you as well. So I want you to share with our audience a brief background on Malawi and human trafficking. Yes, uh, Malawi is a small country uh, in southern Africa. Uh, it is uh, neighbored by uh, Tanzania. Uh, then uh, on the uh, eastern part, uh, we have Mozambique. Uh, then we also have uh, Zambia. Uh, you might know about uh, Zimbabwe and South Africa. Uh, they are also closer uh, to Malawi uh, in the Southern Africa. So Malawi has a population of uh, close to 19 million people. Uh, the majority of that population are young people uh, before, the, uh, or, uh, uh, before the age of uh, 30. And again, uh, we also have uh, quite a good number of those young people who are not employed. Uh, we have a lot of uh, migration that happens within the country. Uh, Malawi uh, depends on uh, agriculture uh, for its economy. Uh, and uh, as, as of now, uh, most of Malawians uh, live on uh, a dollar, uh, less than a dollar a day uh, as uh, the way to sustain their life. So we, 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 we have um, a country uh, that is very, very poor, uh, where the majority really are very, very poor people. 
uh, a country that depends on agriculture and it's also an, an inland uh, country. Yes. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing that. And I'm sure that because of that, that really makes a lot of people vulnerable yes. to the crime of human trafficking. Yes. Yeah. So when it comes to human trafficking, most of the traffickers look at Malawi because of its uh, 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 poverty situation as a source country. Uh, they also look at the Malawi uh, because of uh, the high level of unemployment as a source country. Uh, of course, we have a small number of uh, individuals that are trafficking to the country from other countries, uh, but uh, the majority uh, of uh, Malawians are recruited and taken to other countries uh, to work uh, into uh, as, uh, in, in, uh, as uh, labor exploitation, some into commercial uh, sex, then others also in full forced and arranged marriages. Uh, we have also a good number of young girls mostly that are recruited and used as carriers of uh, illicit drugs. Uh, then we also have uh, some victims, uh, young people that have fallen into the trap of uh, organ removals. Uh, so there's uh, quite a lot of forced young people that are recruited uh, for the purpose of uh, forced prostitution. Uh, so far, uh, based on the recent statistics, uh, shows that uh, 1,000 1,500 uh, young people, uh, like uh, girls, are recruited for the purpose of uh, uh, sex. Uh, then at the same time, uh, looking at so recent re uh, survey, uh, also revealed that uh, most of young people are also recruited for labor exploitation. Uh, as close as 1,000 uh, every, every every year. Wow, that is something. Wow, wow. We're so glad. I really want our audience to understand uh, this issue and, you know, what you're facing there uh, in Malawi. Uh, what inspired you to create, and uh, you're the founder of Eye of the Child, and become an advocate for children's rights in Malawi? What, what made you want to do that? Yeah, the dissipation to find solution. Uh, uh, the problem that uh, the victims of human trafficking were facing, uh, particularly uh, when uh, they have been rescued, uh, is the one that made me to research more uh, it, uh, and, of, uh, and try to see how best uh, could uh, the uh, government system uh, help out the victims. Uh, so you see that uh, from the time when I started, uh, I had some victims that I needed to help, uh, but uh, at the same time, the government system uh, could not help at all because there are no uh, me uh, uh, mechanism, no services that uh, uh, we are, were there to help the victims of uh, human trafficking. Uh, much as uh, the, uh, the, they had to help the victim, but at the same time, I also needed to create that environment, to engage government to create that environment that would uh, help in terms of facilitation uh, uh, for adoption of our structures, our services, and also system uh, for the protection of uh, the victims of human trafficking. And uh, every time when I look into the eyes of the victims that I was helping out, uh, these are victims of organ removal, uh, these are victims of uh, sexual exploitation, and these are victims of labor exploitation, uh, where I clearly know that uh, you know, they've been subjected to so many untold miseries. But at the same time, they are also suffering in the hands of uh, the uh, government um, uh, uh, machinery. Uh, it really, uh, th that, that voice and consent uh, uh, made me uh, to make a, a lifetime commitment, so to say, uh, to make sure that uh, much as uh, I was uh, helping out the victims of human traf trafficking, I should also at the same time uh, try to bring some uh, sanity in the way the government uh, were, was responding to issues of human 
trafficking. Yeah, because I was only uh, a lonely fighter at that, at, at that time, uh, the person responsible to deal with, to look at the status of the victims of human trafficking. At the same time, also making sure that I support the government uh, develop necessary mechanism so that uh, uh, the, the, the situation the victims are going through uh, must have uh, a, a government response that is friendly uh, and also uh, that would protect uh, the victims that have been rescued. Most important would be about the prevention uh, of uh, human, human trafficking. That is wonderful because that is so critical um, that you have that type of support from the government uh, and to provide services. And I love that you share that it's your passion of actually witnessing uh, what those victims are have went through, the misery that they've suffered, and, and that encouraging you to really fight hard on their behalf to make sure that that does not happen and try to prevent it because prevention is definitely the key. Uh, education on this issue is totally the key. So thank you for sharing that. What kind of strategies did you use to successfully lobby for the passage of the Trafficking in Persons Act in 2015? Yeah, there were, there were a number of strategies. Uh, to begin with, uh, I was operating in an environment that looked at the victims uh, as uh, criminals. Uh, at that time, uh, the victims uh, that were exposed uh, through commercial sex uh, and also labor exploitation and even the victims for organ removal uh, were being treated as uh, uh, criminals uh, 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 because of the environment we are operating in. Yeah, so to make sure that uh, policy makers and even government understand uh, the voices and the what the victims are going through, I decided one to use the victim themselves uh, to voice out their concerns. So I was creating a forum and space uh, for the victim to engage policymakers to voice out their, their concern. But at the same time, I was also clearly documenting the processes in which the victim found themselves in those situations so that government must be able to uh, respond uh, to those issues that created a space for the traffickers to recruit and exploit uh, the victims. Yeah, so the, the first strategy was the use of the voice of the victim. The second strict strategy was uh, researching on the issues uh, and also uh, post, uh, recommending some intervention. Then uh, building up a strong uh, partnership with uh, a like-minded organization and individuals, but at the same time also uh, making sure that I engage uh, law enforcement officers, the media, uh, and other stakeholders uh, in, in, in sort of a capacity building for them to understand uh, the issues that surround around human, human trafficking and some possible intervention uh, around it. And then uh, 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 the issue of uh, public awareness was also one of the key intervention that I used. Uh, now, knowing that the majority of uh, Malawians were illiterate, at the same time, the majority of Malawians were not aware about human trafficking, uh, where even the policymakers would, 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 would denounce uh, the victims of human trafficking. But those that are engaged in uh, sex uh, or uh, victims of sex trafficking as uh, willing participants. Uh, so I needed really to change the people's attitudes uh, uh, by through uh, raising of awareness. So one of the strategies that I used was to author a book that documented some cases that I dealt with uh, and making them in such a way that uh, the public must be able to understand through reading the stories, sharing the stories that are in the book. And that become one of the very effective 
a, a strategy for advocacy uh, that helped me to make policymakers, uh, some even uh, ministers and even the government understand uh, what the situation was like in Malawi, uh, giving us some examples of human trafficking through the, that book, but at the same time also making sure that uh, the policymaker understands some of the challenges the victims were facing uh, in, 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 in heading out from uh, uh, human trafficking or the impact of human trafficking. Yes, and you know, I love that you uh, use the voices of the victims and uh, brought that and, and through the book. So that leads me to ask you a few questions about this amazing book that you wrote. It's called Human Trafficking in Malawi, The Untold Stories. And it uh, the personal experience that you just explained, I mean, actually seeing these victims and seeing the different things that they've been through, um, uh, that helped you to do the research to create the book. Is that yes. correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, but, but at the same time, uh, because I was very active, like uh, almost doing almost everything that I was supposed to be done, uh, one, in terms of uh, trying to raise awareness so that uh, the public or the majority of those at risk of human trafficking must fall, not fall into that trap of human trafficking. Uh, they must be aware about it. At the same time, uh, because people now have become aware that uh, there is this uh, uh, gentleman uh, that is working on issues of human trafficking, so I was receiving numerous cases uh, where some uh, uh, some people were, 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 were recruited and being exploited in different areas. So my my work was really to respond to those issues. They could come, reports could come from the media, could come even from law enforcement officers, uh, could come from teachers uh, 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 that uh, know they are aware or, or they, they have some suspicious reason that certain lady, certain girl or child is being exploited and could be a possible victims of human trafficking. So I had to make a, a, some pro, uh, uh, intervention uh, to respond and rescue those victims. So I had another duty really to uh, rescue the victims and at the same time also provide necessary assistance to the victims that include even protection of uh, uh, protection service of those victims. But at the same time also making sure that I build a strong a network of like-minded organizations and individuals through trainings uh, so that at least we have the numbers uh, because the, 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 the extent, uh, the numbers of the victims, of those that needed my assistance uh, was growing by day. So I needed the numbers. So it was very important for me also to spend some time to build uh, a network of uh, organization and also uh, individuals with uh, uh, knowledge, uh, interest, and commitment uh, to respond to the issues of uh, hum human trafficking. So networking was one of the key strategies that I used. Then at the same time, making sure that everything that, that I was doing must be protected by a, a, a legislation, an, an act of uh, parliament, a law uh, that would make sure that issues of uh, human trafficking are properly registered. Yeah, so uh, the the sharing these experiences, uh, the experiences that the victims are going through through the media and also direct engagement of the members of parliament uh, helped me to uh, present my case uh, to the Malawi uh, government uh, who immediately appointed a special law commissioner uh, to make sure that, uh, you know, the government should start developing a registration on, uh, uh, on, on, on human trafficking. And I happen to be appointed as one of the special law commission uh, to sit in that commission uh, with uh, my uh, interest uh, to make sure that, uh, you know, the issues of around the victims of human trafficking have been considered. So as of now, 
uh, because of my participation in that law commission, I managed uh, to have Malawi government introduce a law that uh, not only uh, criminalizes the uh, uh, the criminal side of the of of the of, of, of the offence, but at the same time also legislate non-legislative uh, 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 mandate of the government to protect the interest of uh, the victims of human trafficking, so that it should not be like uh, supporting the victims of human trafficking in terms of protection uh, as witness to offences, but at the same time making sure those that are properly rehabilitated must not be a point of consideration for law enforcement officers, but must be a mandatory process uh, for them to receive the necessary assistance from the, from the government. That is wonderful. Uh, just congratulations on all the hard work. Uh, and it's, it's so important for people to share, for you to share this information with our audience to know that one person can make a difference. Uh, you know, and so I thank you and salute you for all that you have done in your country. And I am, um, we're very pleased to announce that Malawi will be the first country to join the Renee Jones Empowerment Center's global initiative. And today you're here in Cleveland, Ohio, and you're going to be speaking to uh, our guests here. And so we are delighted to recognize Malawi's exemplary leadership in joining the global initiative. And we're confident that your commitment and dedication will be invaluable in achieving our shared goals because our goals is to fight this crime globally, to share what we do with you and you share what you do with us and Together, we're going to make an impact in this country. Thank you so much. I, I'm really honored really, to receive uh, this news. You know, for, for a long time, I've been searching for answers. How do I really uh, 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 introduce programs that won't prevent human trafficking, but at the same time also uh, protect uh, the victims of human trafficking, uh, rehabilitate them? Uh, so that uh, the uh, the impact of human trafficking or everything that they have gone through uh, must not be a continuous burden to them. And uh, really, I dedicate uh, this uh, 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 day uh, and also the announcement uh, to the so many victims that are there in Malawi who are desperate looking for such service. It's an honor and and. Very optimistic uh, that this uh, uh, initiative and partnership will make a huge, huge, huge difference. So far, we are doing so well in terms of uh, law enforcement, dealing with the criminals. We are doing so well in terms of our coordination, but we are doing poorly in terms of our provision of our assistance uh, to the victims of human trafficking and waste in terms of prevention. Uh, so this is an answer to a huge, huge problem that was there in Malawi, uh, where we are talking about the majority uh, of us, the vulnerable to uses of human trafficking, where the, the traffickers have actually seen Malawi as a source, source country uh, because of issue of poverty, a large number of uh, young people, uh, who are unemployed, who are so desperate looking for work. And uh, uh, without a program like this one, you just know that uh, really the, you have put the whole population at the mercy of uh, the traffickers. So this is a great day for me and for Malawi and for so many victims that are there uh, in Malawi who are desperate looking for solution to their situation and the service that will really make a huge uh, a huge impact. That's awesome. Well, we're just as excited. We were waiting for the right country, and you were the one. Thank you so and, much. And uh, we're, I am we're elated. And we're going to come back to our audience at a later date and share with you our work that we're going to be doing together. 
So we want to thank you, Maxwell, for joining this episode, this wonderful episode of Project Rare Core Chronicles, celebrating this wonderful partnership. And we extend, again, our heartfelt congratulations to Malawi for everything that you have done, Maxwell, to put this fight in the forefront, coming all the way to Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, we're going to do great work together. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Project Rare Core Chronicles. Stay tuned for our next podcast in May. Remember our tagline, no human trafficking, be aware and care. Thank you.